You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thanks for tuning in to the Church Life Podcast. Um, I'm, you know, I'm eager to tell you that this Sunday is designated as a special Sunday for the life of the church globally. Uh, this Sunday is going to be Orphan Care Sunday, and I want our church family to continue to think of ways that we can serve the Lord by loving everybody who needs help. And I'm thinking quickly about you know, James chapter 1. You know, true and undefiled religion in the sight of God is to care for orphans and widows in their time of need. Now, I, I recognize that a lot of the ways that we're going to talk about caring for children uh, in the next two podcast episodes uh, are not specifically limited to caring for orphans because there are a lot of kids who are not technically orphans who have who have a family that loves them very much. They're just in a tough spot. And so I still want to, I just want to push the church to care for families and kids in need. And I've, I've loved being able to watch some of my close friends as their heart expands into this area and as the Lord leads them forward. And so special guests today, as we talk about caring for families and kids, um, our special guests today are Robin and Jeremy Stroh. Hey, buddy. Hey, Stroh. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, Robin. Welcome. Hey, Robin, you. I think this is your first time on the podcast. Yes, it is. Stroh is a regular, so you mm-hmm. know, welcome to the room. Really glad to have you guys. Would you um, help our church just a little bit by kicking off, telling just a little bit of your story about how God worked in your life, going back a few years ago even, um, to open your household and your resources, your affection, your attention uh, to care for kids who needed a little, a little extra help? I would say the biggest and the broadest sense, it started whenever we were thinking about the command to love our neighbor as ourself. We started to think that there were lots of families who had lots of needs, um, who didn't have the resources that we had, and that we could share with. And for us, even as newlywed, like a young couple, we thought, and there are families we can help. So our families are pretty close. I mean, I've you know I've known you guys since you started your family. I mean, I was I was at the wedding, and so but I'm I'm looking back and I've. I, I know that this has been several years in the making for you guys, but I can't put my finger on when you would say the Lord really first got your attention. How far back are we talking? I think, like, I remember having conversations when we were dating. Like, I mean, we were very seriously dating. Maybe, I'm not sure if we were engaged or not, but just about um, feeling called to foster or adopt at some point um, down the road when we, you know, had our own, had a family. And I'm not sure what that would look like or when exactly that would be, but just feeling kind of a pull and kind of a call towards that at some point in our life. Okay, so the Lord started to stir you guys, I mean, from the very earliest days of the formation of your family, that you would that you would use your household as a means to care for kids who needed needed a hand, families that needed some support. All right, so how did the Lord develop that over the years? I think so. It started whenever we um, we w- we said let's look at Compassion International, and we said we want to just reach out to kids who have needs, help them with education and food and their families. And so that was something simple that we could do early in our marriage. When so we call sponsoring children. Yeah, sponsoring kids. And so we partnered with different ministries, whether it was Mike Napper and um, some of what they're doing. Uh, at the time, it was Compassion. And then even with Global Outreach uh, in, in Belize, we've said, hey, look, are there ways for us to reach out to families right. who have needs? And that's kind of where it started. Well, I think, yeah, too, he, I don't remember if it was after we had Eden or Sam, but he said we had a couple, 
two or three compassion children. He said, I think it is kind of a fair thing to say at least we need to at least support as many people globally as we have in our family. Okay, so so, you, so the Lord gave you a daughter, then gave yes. you two, two sons, and yeah, so you're and looking so up. Yeah, so he said, so at that point, I think we had about four compassion children that we were sponsoring mm-hmm. after Sam, and then um, and then we had Judah, and we weren't, like, we weren't sure if we wanted to stay with compassion, or we, we talked about, you know, the Votech also, but then Mike opened the, the feeding center in Burkina, and so um, for $20 a month, they are, that feeds a child for the month, you know, for the feeding center. And so we said, well, we feel, I feel very passionate about world hunger. I'm that the thought of a child right. being hungry is just more than I can bear. So I said, well, that's definitely a ministry that we want to begin to support. Awesome. Um, and so that I think is our, our most recent. Okay. So, so a practical step, I mean, you guys have listed three and I guess we could add Holt International. They, they, you know, they have a moment at uh, mm-hmm. Extreme, which we're going to with the youth group soon, right? Mm-hmm. So Compassion International, the Belize Votech that we partnered with for years, Mike Knapper's Feeding Ministry in Burkina Faso, Holt International, and of course, lots and lots of other organizations that folks in our church family could use to sponsor a child internationally. So that was the first movement of God. Mm-hmm. It, that may be the first development, right? Mm-hmm. All right, where'd it go from there? Well, I guess, um, so we, a couple of years ago probably, we realized we, a lot of times we'll have college students that need a place to stay, maybe it's the summer or over the holidays or something, and um, and beginning to talk about journey, our journey into foster care, we thought, um we decided to add a bedroom and a bathroom onto our house to kind of expand, you know, right. our space and allow for what God was doing in our lives and, and allow us to be more hospitable. But then I think after we that began to, to come, that we began to finish the bathroom and the bedroom and we had that extra space, um, really about last summer, I looked at Jeremy and I said, I think it's time that we really start praying through and considering foster care. You know, our three kiddos were all potty trained. They're all getting older. They're more independent. Like we don't have an infant or a toddler in our house anymore. So I feel like we're at kind of a place where we can say, let's start really exploring this seriously because I felt like God was just saying, it's there's never going to be a perfect time. There's right. never going to be that season where like, well, we got, we got nothing it's going easy. on right yeah, now. Right, let's yeah. just, let's do something else. Right, I felt like that uh-huh. nudge was just kind of there saying, this is kind of your next step. Like, let's go ahead and start to, I remember to look that. into that. When she said, he was like, no. I think the time is now. And I went, now? <laughs> Are you sure? It was like, I think it was right after summer. So, like, summer is the busiest time of year for him. Yeah, you right. know, and so. I think anybody that knows the Stroh's, like, I've probably thought that about Stroh a thousand times. Are you sure, Stroh? Can mm-hmm. you handle one more thing right now? Because you're Mr. Overcommitted, right? Um, but to hear that, no, 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 the Lord was stirring Robin quickly here. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which that, uh, that is a, a very common thing that you... I've heard from other people who have fostered is that the wife is often ready before the husband. Not always the case, but sure. I've just heard that to be and um, and just praying, you know, praying through that and making sure that both of you are seeking the Lord and and that and eventually God did bring that together for us. That um, just saying, like affirming that mm-hmm. that that was was kind of the time. And even as we were going through the licensing process, there were still some. You know, I think on both of our part, just some hesitations, like, we're going to keep doing this, but we're still, like, really nervous about what right. this is going to look like. And so know? for some season now, you guys have had your home open uh, for college students when they needed it, you know, international uh, international care, and now most recently uh, as a support of the foster care system. You guys have done great with that. Well, listen, maybe in our next episode, let's talk more about foster care to equip some of our church members who are praying about that and just want more information. But for now, let me just ask you guys uh, kind of a personal question for your family. Um, in this process of trying to care for families and especially for children who who need some help for a minute, 
Um, what has the Lord done in your life? How's he, how's he shaped you? What's he taught you? Uh, how's this been useful in your discipleship? Can you go first? Sure. Okay, so um, I know some people do this. Like, they'll pick a word for every year, like a phrase or something. Right, so, right. so last year, going into this. and I I'm, thinking, like, I'm thinking of what my words would be. I know. Well, so I kind of picked, I was like, well, I can't, I'm going to pick draw near. Like, that's my, that's kind of my focus for the year is to draw near. Okay. Um, and so I just, because I felt like I was kind of just it's at a stagnant place Robin. in my face. No, it's not holy. I feel like I needed that because I was unholy. I just felt like I was just kind of at a stagnant place. So we got our license last December 27th, and our we got the call, yeah, our first call for um, on January 9th for um, our first foster kiddos. And so that kind of began our journey. And I felt like the, that I had chosen draw near for this year. Like I really have had to cling to the Lord this year because it's there have definitely been some beautiful moments, but it's been very trying also. And so I have realized that on my own strength, I cannot do this. Like I have got to spend time in the Word. I've got to be close to Jesus and, and just have Scripture on my heart and in my mind. And, and so for me, I think without even realizing, like I'm not thinking that, this is going to affect my relationship with Jesus, but that has just like, it has forced me to like to run to him because I, I definitely cannot do this on my own. And it, it's been very, very humbling, I think for me, but also just my time with Jesus has been super sweet. And so I'm just, I'm really grateful for that. But what would you get? Mm. Man, I tell you probably the biggest learning stretch uh, in all of this for me has been um, <laughs> trying to love and act faithfully without a role. Um, like, what I mean by that is, um, so our goal in all of this, like we think, man, there's children who need to be loved and cared for and who are at a season in their family where just someone needs to step in and go, hey, look, we're just going to wrap you up. We're going to love you. We're going to be sure that you have your needs met um, while, while there's a whole lot going on. Um, we also care about parents. Like, we love the parents of the kids that we care for and we pray for them and we want them to be at a place where God wants them to be so they can love and be a, a healthy family. Um, and so there's a whole lot of ministry that happens there. And I remembered looking up throughout this process and going, like, I'm not dad. Like, I know that. Um, I'm not like a big brother. Like, the role in this is kind of unusual. And there's not like a person. Like, I I have not found a particular role that just goes, this is what you do. Right. And so in all Your of Uncle this, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah no. What, what are you? Yeah. So in this, I'm just going, so I have to be loving and gracious and compassionate and kind and merciful and gentle. And I have to, I have to be a teacher. I have to be one who can empathize. And so Jesus is just going, this is not about you. There's right. no role for you. Awesome. Like, it's just going, what is this? What does this little guy need? in this moment and that's, that's powerful uh, in our parenting class that Lindsay and I were a part of at church um, earlier in the year very good for me man I learned a lot it's great but um, the author that we were primary, primarily using uh, you know he encouraged us to remember that our children really are not ours like we're not their mm -hmm. owners mm -hmm. uh, they belong to God yeah. and he is their father more than we are mm -hmm. so we're ambassadors to represent him you know, we love them, we richly love them, but our job is to help them know him, you know, as father. And it's just neat how that highlights how, how that is highlighted, you know, in the words that you're just speaking right now. So well guys, thanks for being with us today. This is very encouraging for me. And I'm interested if you'll hang around a little bit, um, we'll talk to the church a little bit tomorrow about your journey in foster care and how they might want to consider the steps of foster, just to answer some questions, how they can pray for their friends who are uh, serving the Lord by opening their home in the foster system. Hey, thanks yes. a lot for being here. Thanks, man. <laughs>